Hello, I'm Tanya Heller. Thank you for tuning in to Med Career Matters, where I interview physicians in a variety of medical fields to learn about their careers and their pathway to medicine. Today, I'm excited to be speaking with Dr. Avneet Bawa. Dr. Bawa is a board-certified pediatrician and a fellow of the American Academy of Pediatrics. She graduated from medical school at Indiana University in 1986 and then completed a pediatric residency at the University of Louisville School of Medicine at Cosair Children's Hospital in 1989. Dr. Bauer worked at Shady Grove Adventist Hospital as a pediatric hospitalist and served as pediatric department chair from 2010 to 2012. She has an assistant professorship at George Washington University. Dr. Bauer established Potomac Valley Pediatrics in 1991. Over the last few decades, she's become a pillar of the local pediatric medical community, advocating for children and families within the medical system. Having taken care of many premature infants over the years, she's acquired an interest in monitoring the development of these children and other children with special needs. Over time, she's also become interested in culturally sensitive, complementary, and alternative medicine, and is working to increase her knowledge in this field. Dr. Bauer is also a member of Lady Docs, a local women in medicine group. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Bauer. Thank you so much, Dr. Heller. What drew you to a career in medicine? Was there someone or a specific experience that inspired you? I think when I was very young, maybe around 11 to 12 years old, my parents were in a very serious car accident, and both my parents were hospitalized for several weeks to months, and we ended up visiting the hospital often as young children. We came became very independent as young siblings. I have two brothers and one was a little older, one was a little younger. So we became self-sufficient. Of course, we had supervision, but we were doing a lot of the things the parents would otherwise do, including, you know, taking care of the house and everything else. But we visited the hospital a lot. We met with the doctors. So I think that's what sparked my interest in medicine. So often I hear from pre-med students that it was a personal or family medical-related experience that inspired them to go into the field of medicine. I was just exposed to the hospital environment and understanding what was going on. As a young child, you really don't understand all of it, but um, definitely there was a positive outcome, um, and the exposure is what sparked my interest. Did you take a gap year? before going to medical school? No, I did not. I went straight through college, straight to medical school, straight through residency. So I graduated from all of it when I was 29. So I went from, you know, high school to college to med school without any gaps and residency also. That's changed so much over the years where more recently I'm seeing more and more students take one or more gap years, but certainly we didn't see that as much in the past. Exactly, exactly. As a first-year medical student, what other specialties did you consider? Were you pretty sure you would pursue pediatrics or was there something else on your mind? No, I actually went in with a very open mind because I knew that I loved children, but I said, let me go in with an open mind. And my first rotation, um, actually medical school, third-year rotation was OBGYN, and I absolutely loved it. And I could see myself doing it. 
but I knew that the lifestyle for me wasn't going to be um, what I wanted it to be because of the requirements of, you know, late nights and all. And I was already married at that time. And I knew that I wanted to ultimately have a family. So for me, I chose not to do that. And my next rotation was internal medicine at the VA. And again, I really, really loved that. And I felt very attached to a lot of the old veterans. And some of them actually treated me as if I was the only doctor as a medical student and not their attendings or residents because they they only allowed me to do their labs or start their IVs or visit with them. Um, so it was very heartwarming. And I felt very attached to a lot of the different patients um, from a, you know, a medical standpoint, and I got to learn a lot. And I was actually had the great opportunity to learn how to do procedures such as LPs as a medical student, with the support of wonderful residents. Was that one of the aspects that stood out to you about pediatrics, getting to know patients over time, that kind of longitudinal aspect I think so. of care? Definitely. And I think when I actually did my pediatric rotation mid-year, um, maybe around December holiday time, it just felt right because the kids were so resilient and always had a good attitude of even though they had very complex conditions, they always had the attitude of, well, I'm going to get better and very different from the adult world where they were a little pessimistic. And so to me, that was very enlightening and gave me hope that, you know, there is, we can do a lot for the kids who, kids and the patients who have a positive attitude of recovery. Right. When I think of medical school, anatomy lab especially stands out to me and those late study nights and close bonds that we made with our fellow students. Are there any stories that stand out to you about medical school? Do you look back fondly on that experience? I really do. I think medical school was a great opportunity to make deep friendships and lasting friendships, um, as well as learn about each other's personalities and learn what it takes to be a good clinician from the standpoint of, you know, the medical school part, of course, anytime you're in any kind of a, an educational setting, you know, the focus is to learn, but you do make good friendships and long lasting relationships that teach you how to be, you know, a better person. And you go through so much together. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's so many options for physicians these days in terms of private practice, academic medicine, research, and more. What made you choose private practice over, say, academic medicine? I think for the same thing that you mentioned earlier, the continuity, the relationships with the families and the patients, um, and having that opportunity to feel like you're making a difference in someone's personal lives as well as their health. And it's it is really about prevention. And now the focus that I have in my practice is really to teach people to live healthier lives and to limit the amount of chemicals and, you know, other additives into our diet that we do, trying to be more conscientious and live with a cleaner nutrition and healthier nutrition to maintain good health and rather than medicating for too many conditions. Do you find that patients, families, parents have been receptive to that? Oh, absolutely. Everyone's on board. Everyone wants to take a more 
holistic approach and have healthier lifelong habits developed at a young age and then maintain a good healthy life with you know lifestyle changes healthy living healthy eating more exercise appreciating nature and enjoying life you know being happy and reduce stress i think those are the keys do you teach medical students as well i do i do i do have medical students rotate with me from gw and i also have had nurse practitioner students and pa students so currently i have a nurse practitioner student from the university of maryland um so i think for me you know i've had an opportunity to work in my practice for 32 years and then i of course had two years of experience prior to that so i've spent a good part of my life doing pediatrics so i feel like it's my chance to give back and teach those that are learning um the important things that you need to know and so much of it is about good communication and listening to the patients and i think that's one of my key messages to people who are pursuing this field of patient care it's really really important to listen to what's going on to from the patient so that you can respond appropriately and give the right guidance I couldn't agree with you more. There are studies to show that, sadly, physicians sometimes interrupt the patient's narrative. And I think if we just listen long enough, mm -hmm. we often can get answers. Absolutely. I agree with you. What does a typical week look like? It is variable. Um, and it depends in pediatrics, of course, is almost seasonal, whereas in the winter months, we're very busy with lots of illness. Um, in private practice, you know, we do spend a good part of our day with well visits. And then we have the other office type, which is considered a sick visit or a non well visit, which could mean anything from illness to mental health to substance use to developmental follow up to um, orthopedic issues or GI issues. So there's such a wide spectrum of what we do, but generally it um, can be very busy. And there are times in the summer months that we're doing a lot of checkups and there's not a lot of illness, but from a standpoint of numbers of patients, it's so variable. I don't even want to give you a specific number, but it, it's <laughs> generally full days. Obviously, as I've gotten older, I've cut back on my number of clinical hours, but I do, I am still working in the office the majority of the days, most days of the week. I try to take one day for administrative type things, but um, generally I'm here most of the time. When I was practicing, I found I had to be prepared to face the unexpected because things would happen all the time. Um, oh, absolutely. Can you speak to that a little bit? Um, well, you know, I still go to the hospital to see well babies at Shady Grove Adventist Hospital. And you never know, first of all, when you're going to have a new baby. So if you have a <laughs> full schedule in the office, and you know, we have to make time to go see the, the newborn at the hospital, you know, we have a certain amount of time that we have to see the baby within the first 24 hours of life. Um, so you never know, you know, the phones can be busy, you're seeing 20 to 25 patients a day, barely have time to eat lunch. Um, so when I had young children, you know, I would try to go to the hospital during my lunch break, um, so that I wouldn't 
lose out on my home time. But um, so just trying to find that work-life balance was important. But there are times that you just don't know what's going to walk in the door. You may have somebody who's having a seizure walk through the door and that has definitely happened. And that puts your whole schedule behind and you have to attend to an emergency. Um, So I guess that's kind of a quick summary of (laughs) how crazy it can be. How do people do this in solo practice? I just found when I practiced having several partners Mm -hmm. was just so helpful. Absolutely. Is it rare for pediatricians to practice on their own these days? I think now most pediatricians don't feel comfortable to do solo practice. And many of the big companies are buying practices out or they're working for big organizations. But for me, I am a small practice. I am not solo. I do have a a couple of other providers and everyone is pretty much working part-time and I am, you know, the owner of the practice and I've been established for so long But I find that it's rewarding in that we know our patients well. Things don't slip through the cracks. I feel like we offer good care. And that's been important to me and to my patients. And I think they appreciate that. So it's, I guess, a little old-fashioned. But for me, since I was doing it like that from the beginning and 32 years ago, it will probably continue until I retire, but um, I don't have plans to retire yet, but we'll see. It's such a privilege to be invited into patients' and families' lives to some extent as a pediatrician, being knowing when they have their birthdays, other exactly. significant life events. Do you find it still as personal as it used to be years ago? Or is there a little more distance, you know, with the electronic medical records and advancement in technology? Do we still have that personal aspect? I think I've maintained that personal aspect in my practice. And that's why I've tried to stay small. I could have easily expanded to more locations and added lots of doctors. But I chose not to because one, for my own personal well-being, I didn't want to overwhelm myself. I wanted to be thoughtful and considerate of my own health, but also for the patients, because I think it's important to be there for them. And I think when I see a patient, I give them my all and I make sure that all the details are attended to. So, you know, I think certainly we've all transitioned to electronic medical record and that is a difficult transition for somebody of my age and experience. But, um, you know, the younger generation can pick up on the EMR very quickly because that's what they've been always using. But for me, it was a big transition and it became challenging to finish all my work in time. So that was challenging, definitely. I'm doing better, but um, I like having that personal interaction with the families. And I feel like I've maintained it throughout the transition to the electronic medical record. And I think families appreciate that too. What else do you think has changed significantly over the years? Are you seeing much more mental illness, you know, especially after the pandemic? Oh, definitely. And, you know, there's definitely a lot more um, anxiety and stress and school difficulties and all kinds of mental health issues. And as we all know, there's limited amount of mental health providers. So that requirement for the pediatricians to take on more responsibility in managing the mental health has definitely come into play. So we've all stepped up a little bit in doing more evaluation, treatment, 
even prescribing when indicated. And I think probably 15 years ago, most of us would have been, we're not comfortable to do that, or we'd refer to psychiatry. Um, obviously, there's a big role for therapy and psychology before we jump to medicine. But at the same token, there's definitely been a lot more mental health since the pandemic. Do you have any anecdote or story to share about practice? I had a set of triplets back in the 90s, and there were two girls and one boy. And the boy actually had a liver disease called Algeal syndrome, which was a paucity in the biliary ducts into the liver. And therefore, he ended up with significant liver disease and needed a transplant. So he got his transplant at Johns Hopkins and the doctor there did a wonderful job and the child got a transplant one day on 4th of July when there was a car accident somewhere in the Midwest, I want to say Chicago. So he got a partial liver from that patient and he survived and they the family stayed with me through their not just their early 20s, but maybe mid 20s. But the reason I bring up that story is because we had referred the patient to Johns Hopkins for the liver transplant. And from that, back in the day, the Hopkins was offering us to come up to see the Oreos baseball team, the Uh Baltimore Oreos. Uh And my family and I were given, as my children were young, um, box seats in the uh, stadium with lots of good (laughs) treats. Uh And I think they did that for like three or four years. So we were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So that was kind of fun. (laughs) Did you enjoy the game? Oh yeah, he did enjoy the game. Yeah, I've gotten to sit in the box seats one time in the past. I don't think it was for that game, but it's it's (laughs) a very special experience. It is a special experience. And, you know, I don't know that most of us would go out and buy very expensive seats to do that kind of thing. And I know now with all the government regulations, all those perks and things are no longer there for, you know, for all of us students. And I know even in medical school and residency, there were always these these rep lunches. And I know that's really, you know, not a good idea. Um, But at the time, it felt special. And, uh, and it was, it was definitely special. Are you a sports enthusiast? Um, I would say more my the rest of my family really is. I mean, I was a tomboy as a child being one of three with two brothers. Um, and we did a lot of sports, but I, I did things like swimming and volleyball and ice skating. Of course, I played casually with my basketball and football with my brothers, but I never really got involved on teams except for the volleyball. And now with advocating for lifestyle changes and fitness, is this something you particularly enjoy doing? Do you enjoy going for walks? Oh, yeah. I I walk almost daily. I do yoga several times a week. And um, I'm very much into still enjoying the water and swimming. So those are the things that I've maintained. Um, And I do love the water and I love to be by the ocean. Oh, the same here. I miss it so much. I drove a few hours just to do some writing at the beach because I get so inspired by looking at the ocean mm-hmm. and then drove back the same day. But I'd, Sweet. you can't find many people who'll do that with you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I um, agree. 
What do you think pre-med students who are interested in a career in pediatrics should know? Is there anything you would have wanted to know before you chose this path? I think most people know when they're going into pediatrics that you are definitely treating the patient, but it's very much about interacting with the entire family. And, you know, sometimes it's easy to handle the patients and sometimes it's challenging to handle the parents or the family. So, you know, you have to be one who can communicate well and kind of assess the situation and pace yourself accordingly. I think too many clinicians just have kind of a set attitude of, okay, I'm going to cover these topics and then we're done and don't really, again, like we talked about earlier, pay attention to what the concerns are from the patient or the family. What do you think are some ways that students who are interested in medicine can learn more about the field of pediatrics? Do you feel shadowing is probably most important? Yes, yes, definitely shadowing. And I think um, from my standpoint, I get a lot of requests for shadowing from all kinds of resources, a lot of my own patients, but also some of the local high schools, sometimes the colleges. I get a lot of requests, even I don't know how they find me, but they must know that I allow for shadowing. (laughs) (laughs) Not everyone's open as open to that as you are, right? Right, right. And I try to offer like in the summertime, usually I get like four or five requests and I try to like space it out and give everybody a day or two or three per person. Um, That's so kind of you because I know that's very appreciated. Yes. If you could go back in time, would you make the same career choice? I think I would. I would definitely choose pediatrics. I think it's a very fulfilling field, um, like we talked about before, the opportunity to be part of so many people's families and lives and have that sense of reward of helping people. Families are so appreciative when, you know, there is when you give them your time and attention. And sometimes it's not even when there's only a good outcome. You know, even when there's difficult times, people appreciate your time if you give it sincerely. Absolutely. I usually end the podcast with a few rapid fire questions. So what's the best advice you've ever received? When I was in medical school, I was wondering when I would ever have a chance to have a family. And that was kind of a very big stressor for me because, I, like I said, I was already married And I had a friend who was a neighbor who was also a lawyer, and she said to me, and she was married to a professor, and she said, you know what, anytime it's right for you, everything will work out. And I think that's absolutely true, because people like want to plan and figure everything out, but it all works out. You just have to have support from your, your family and your, your, you know, your significant other. What would you change about your journey if you could? Um, I don't think I would change too much. I think, you know, maybe I would have gotten more providers sooner than I did. Like I was solo for the first five years and my kids were very young. Um, But I honestly, they were very, um, my children were very, again, resilient, and they were, they knew I was working, and I always made time for them and their special events, um, even though I was solo. So maybe I would have 
spent a little more time, but I think I still did a pretty okay job. It looks for my like family. it. <laughs> what is something most people would not know about you? Is there anything that might surprise people? Mm, let's see. I don't think so. I think I'm a pretty open book. I'm pretty. No, no jumping out of any airplanes or. No, no, no. <laughs> No, I haven't done that. I did do, um, what do they call that in Hawaii? When you're on the back of the skis and then uh, on the back of the boat, and then you go up with the parachute. Parasailing? Parasailing, yes. I did that, and that was very enjoyable. I would do it again. What do you enjoy doing in your spare time or when you have a day off? I like reading books, fiction. I like watching movies, and I like being outdoors. Is I there love any- going for walks. Mm-hmm. And going for walks. Is there anything mm-hmm. else you'd like to share with our listeners? I think going into the profession of medicine is a very, still a very noble field, but I think people should keep their options open and understand that there are many modalities for treatment and people should keep an open mind that it's not just conventional medicine. There's so many things that go into healing. And I think we, I'm speaking for myself, got kind of um, brainwashed as to conventional medicine is the only way. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think there's um, lots of benefits to physical medicine um, and other other treatment modalities. I'll leave it at that. understand. Dr. Bauer, thank you so much for sharing your time and stories and valuable insights with us today. I really appreciate it. No problem. I it's, It was my pleasure to chat with you. I know you've been down the same journey as I have, or similar, I should say. Yes. And yeah. uh, you understand the, the role of a pediatrician. And um, I think it is a very rewarding field, pediatrics. And I would definitely encourage it for those that are seeking that direction. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to Med Career Matters. 